Hey all, it's Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you about our good friends over at Burgermaster. If you know anything about me, I crave burgers in my sleep. I do not mess around. Started in 1952, Burgermaster is the best burger chain in Washington State. They have locations all over the Puget Sound in Aurora, Bellevue, Everett, Mill Creek University, and Mount Vernon. Their fresh ingredients and classic driving experience make them the greatest burger chain in the state of Washington. Stop by Burgermaster on your way home from a Seahawks game. You won't regret it. Hey everybody, it's Brian. If you haven't noticed, it is absolutely nuts out there in the housing market. If you don't know exactly what you're doing and you don't have someone that you trust by your side to guide you through the process, good luck getting the home you want or getting the best price for the home you're selling. John Hurlbut at Altitude Homes is a guy I've known for years, over a decade, a friend and someone I trust implicitly. If you are in Pierce, South King, or Thurston counties, there is nobody better to help guide you through the real estate process right now. Go on over to altitudehomesteam.com slash hawkablogger. Now, again, that's altitudehomesteam.com slash hawkblogger. Sign up to contact John. He will help you with the process, and all referrals will result in a $1,000 donation from John and the Altitude Homes team to Ben's Fund. Everybody wins. Go in there, get your help, get your dream home, get the most money for your home. AltitudeHomesTeam.com slash HawkBlogger. Hey all, Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you guys about our good friend Blake Johnson of ManifestFit.com. Football season is quickly approaching, and it is a struggle to stay in shape while eating burgers and nachos. ManifestFit.com is your one only true online personal training service with workout and nutrition programs specifically based on your needs. They work with clients all over the U.S., and what makes Blake and ManifestFit.com so unique is that they don't believe training should be a luxury item. Now's the time to start. Head over to ManifestFit.com. Click on how to join and fill out the form. Their team will get back to you ASAP and help you start building a healthier, happier, louder Seahawks fans. The skyline is etched in my veins. You can never put that out no matter how hard it rains in my city. Everybody and welcome to the Real Hawk Talk post game show after the Seahawks drop yet another game. This time at home to the Saints on Monday Night Football uh, by a final score of thirteen to ten, a real barn burner. Uh, and uh, Seahawks dropped to two and five on the season. If you still thought they had a chance of doing something this season, I think you're probably starting to realize that's not going to happen. But maybe, maybe you you are. Uh, more stubbornly optimistic than, than myself. Uh, let's talk about this game. I'm going to bring in the fellas. Uh, Nathan Ernst at Nathan E11 is with us, as well as Jeff Simmons at Real Jeff Simmons. Fellas, fun times, fun times. Uh, once again, on national TV, we got to see the Seahawks pants. And this time we had multiple channels being able to watch and have multiple different people talk about how bad the Seahawks are playing. It was, it was pretty fun. Uh, Nathan, what did you think? what did you see? Hey, how are you doing tonight, Brian? <laughs> you, <laughs> let's talk about you for a minute. <laughs> you know, it's annoying. It's annoying. Like I didn't have any hopes going into this game, but it's annoying that, um, you know, Jason Myers is worse than a kicker that's never played in the NFL before. It's annoying that the Seahawks 
defense actually played well and sacked Jameis Winston on third down for what should have been a key play and decided to get a penalty on it. It's annoying that they got an offsides on a field goal. Like, it's just like, it's annoying that Alvin Kamara is the guy that beat you tonight when that was the only guy that was going to beat you tonight. Um, now, defense played well, but it still was annoying. So, and that's just annoying watching terrible quarterback play. I mean, Geno Smith is so bad. He is so bad. And I wanted good things for him. But, man, his decision-making is, like, it's just hard to watch. So, you know, even when you have low expectations and – it's still frustrating. It's still frustrating. I'll never, I'll never just be okay with CX losing. How about you, dude? Oh, I'm great. <laughs> Time of my life. Another day in paradise, you know? Yeah. How about you, Jeff? Where, where's your head? Uh, I'm, I'm frustrated. I went to that game sort of like you, like no expectations. I went to this, this game thinking the season was pretty much over and the defense played well enough where I got really into the game and, got hope and they crushed it in the most even for Seahawks standards that was an impressive meltdown Freddie Swain catches that ball on that catch and run they're first and 10 at the 23 so they're in position to take the lead after that play they get the sack on third down they miss the field goal so they got no points in the drive first and 10 from the 23 they come down they get the sack on the ensuing drive to end the drive and Blair hits the guy in the head then they jump offside. Then they fourth. Then they go fourth and twenty-eight and end the game. That was for yeah for Seahawks standard. We talk about like the weird shit that happens. For the most part, that was a normal game, just bad, bad. Two pretty bad teams, but the Seahawks found a way to still crush my brain. And I remember Nathan said in the chat like they're going to win this game in the weirdest way possible. And I started to think that was going to be true. It's just like I just can't take. Yeah, Geno Smith, like, I can't take watching him anymore. Like, I don't even know if I want to watch the next game. Kyle Fuller, the center, like, I can't watch that guy play anymore. Jason Myers was awful tonight. And, like, we talked – Geno Smith was bad, but, like, I don't think Pete Carroll did much to help him. They just said – they were so damn conservative. I get why he sucks, but, like, man, give that guy a chance. Like, Russ had to be thinking that whole game, like, get me the fuck out of here. So, yeah, I think that's – Gino is bad. I don't think, you know, giving him more passes is going to do – like, giving him more chances <laughs> to throw the ball is going to do anything. You don't but, think Kyle Fuller would have done better with more pass protection opportunities? Can... Okay, so here's the thing. Kyle Fuller was fun tonight. <laughs> Not in a good way, but he was fun. The rest of this game just was boring as shit. Like, we're, yeah. we're so used to them at least being, like – the games are usually at least drunk. Like, who yeah. knows if they're going to do something awesome or throw up all over you, but they're usually at least drunk. This game was just boring as shit. Um, and Gino is just boring. Um, boringly bad. Um, but, you know, this game was different than the Pittsburgh game. They came out in the second half against Pittsburgh and ran the ball super well. Uh, they did not run the ball well at any point tonight. And so at some point, you just have to let Gino play because all you did tonight was lose by a little bit. Great. You lost by a little bit. You losers. You lost. Like, you have to let him play 
you know, I don't have any problems coming out and trying to establish the run when Gino is your quarterback and seeing what you can do there. But like, it became pretty clear that it wasn't going to be anything and you were either going to have a respectable 13 to 10 loss, or you were going to, you know, probably lose by a lot, but maybe win. Like they never gave themselves. I, I don't know that they really put themselves in a great position to win this game. Well, well, well hold on. I, I agree with most of what you're saying, but I do think we have to like acknowledge that if Jason Myers makes his field goals, they do win the game. If he makes his field goals, then who knows what the Saints do? I mean, the sure, Saints, sure. Well, I just saying, like a three-yard field goal in the win, like yeah, and, like not gimmies, right? Yeah, and like I thought the play that summed up was so emblematic of what Nathan was just saying is they had the sudden change after the turnover, and they have a chance. Like they steal the ball and just like a complete freak play. Ugo gets the ball out. Okay, I think it was 10-7 at that point or a tie game. And Peyton Manning is on the Manning cast being like, okay, like, like you have to take a shot here. You have to take a shot. The worst thing you can do is run the ball twice and set up third and nine. As he's saying that, they run the ball, ran into the line of scrimmage. And then the next play, he runs into Kyle Fuller's ass and immediately falls down. And I just think it was so emblematic of where this team is right now, just from a big picture. Like it's frustrating because if Russ plays that game, like I think it was, pre- I think that'd be pretty easy win. And it's like, I, I didn't think much of the Saints going into the game. They they're pretty good defensively, but it's just so frustrating watching this team. Like I don't know how many Geno games I could. I don't know if I'm even going to watch the Jacksonville game next week. And, and I mean, I might be overreacting. Like you're right. If Jason Myers miss, makes his kicks, or you know, they had some penalty stuff. Um, I do think that the fumble was pretty fortunate i don't know that that was necessarily a great play by ugo but you know whatever um so so maybe maybe pete had it right and he played a close game and it just broke the wrong way and he's got geno smith as quarterback and say lovey but like i don't know as a fan it just sucks to sit there and know that like they're not gonna try on offense they're not gonna Uh, they're never gonna try on offense and you know to the defense's credit like they never got in a position where they had to but it also just knowing this offense and seeing how the run game was going and knowing who Geno Smith is, it just felt like if you weren't going to take chances, it just wasn't, it wasn't going to happen for you. And it, it didn't. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I, I have no argument there. I, I feel like um, that Blair penalty on the third down and the oh, – how <laughs> do you go offsides on a field goal? That's like Benson Mayoa last year in Arizona, right? Like, how on earth do you do that? And it, anyway, my point is, I think there's a pretty credible case to be made that the Seahawks were going to hold the Saints to seven points. Like, the defense played pretty well. Like, No, like they were close to good tonight. Yeah, they played pretty well. They're, I mean, and and um, I, I made a joke about it already. during the, yeah, the game with you guys. I was like, if only we had a league average offense. And that's kind of like where we are now. The defense for a few weeks has been pretty good. Like, not, I wouldn't say they're elite, but they've certainly been passable. Um And I think, you know, I was looking at the numbers here. What is it? So, I mean, the the Saints averaged uh, like four and a half yards per play, which is nothing. Um, You want to know what the Seahawks average per play? 
And this is with an 84 yard touchdown. Average play per pass. Average yards gained per play by the play. It's got to be like 3.3, right? Because I feel like they have a ton of third and ones and third and twos and stuff. I don't know if I've ever seen a team with average yards in three, but this was 4.0 for the Seahawks. I mean, that's really, really bad. Um, So, yeah, I mean, they they ended up with 219 total yards on the day. Three of 12 on third down. Interesting trend on defense again. uh, The Saints were two of 13 on third down. I think the last three Seahawks opponents are like 15% conversion on third down, like some crazy thing. The Seahawks all of a sudden become like this amazing third down defense. Um, Were they three of three on fourth down though? Two of two. Two of two, okay. Yeah. The quarterback sneaks. Like fourth and an inch, you know, like, um, yeah. I don't know. So, Jeff, I was going to ask what everyone's most annoying part of this game was. You took mine. That that that's. <laughs> I mean, it was just humiliating, if nothing else, to get the turnover and run two times straight up the middle into behind Kyle Fuller, as if that was going to be a, a good play. Um, I'm just, yeah. I just, I'm just sick of this Pete Carroll era. Like, I am ready to turn like. I know Russell's not playing, so it's a different thing. But, like, I think this is just emblematic of where we are right now and how bad we need a change because it's just – it's not fun watching them anymore. Do you guys think – I mean, I've, I've been on the train for big changes now for a few weeks at least uh, across the board. But do you guys think that another coach, like, makes Geno Smith look better? Like, that he wasn't going to take those sacks and look like a totally incapable player? I mean – I'm struggling a little bit with that part of the the justification. Like, Geno Smith loses no matter who's his coach generally. Yeah, I'm more thinking big picture of just how they play. It's just I'm tired of the play the game mm-hmm. close, try to win the game in the last minute. Be aggressive. Like, he was this guy in college that always went for it on fourth down, and he was the big balls Pete thing. And, like, even Dan, I don't know if you saw the Rams game yesterday where Dan Campbell went into that game with clearly an inferior roster and he played like it. He knew it. And he played super aggressive and gave their team a chance to win. Obviously Jared Goff blew the game sort of like Gino might've in this game, but at least you can come out of that game thinking you being inspired. And that's all I want. Like, I know they're not going to be very good offensively watching Gino, but I just want to come out of that game, just feeling hopeful. And I come out of that game, just frustrated. I know Gino's not good. I don't think Sean, you put Sean McVay here. I don't think all of a sudden Gino Smith is, Matt Stafford, but I, I'm just tired of watching just the so conservative approach and playing scared and punting on fourth and one. I'm just tired of it. I mean, the one thing that you said there that sticks out to me is, you know, if you put McVay on this team, Gino's still bad. Yes, they kind of tried to put McVay on this team. Uh, they went and hired Waldron. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks awful. <laughs> Uh, and I mean, so like, maybe it's just Waldron is a bad offensive coordinator. Maybe it's Pete, the Pete offense is, you know, that you, that's all you get with Pete. He, he doesn't turn it over, but you know, McVay had Jared Goff as his quarterback and Jared Goff is better than Gino, but like better than Gino, better than Gino. I'm not going to argue about that, but 
he had Jared Goff playing well above mm-hmm. where Jared Goff should play. Yeah. I believe he would be getting a lot more out of Geno than what this than this team is right now. Now, is that enough? I mean, tonight was a really close margin, so maybe it would have been. And yes, and last week was a really close margin, so maybe it would have been. So my my gut says, you know, I'm not quite on the Pete's gotta go train. I mean, any more than I've been for a long time. People know my thoughts on Pete, I think, yeah. for the most part. But like I do think that I mostly agree with you, Brian, that like, you know, with Russell, I think there's maybe a, there's a, there's a, there's a set of coaches out there that you could go get and maybe get more out of the team than Pete is with yeah. Gino. Uh, it's like, maybe it's maybe Sean McVay gets a little bit more out of Gino. I don't really know. Yeah. yeah and that's the thing I have with Gino is that like, I just, I think that there's like Jared Goff, like there's just a limit to what he can do. And even like Sean McVay, we can say maybe he maximized it. And that was still pretty bad. I just think Gino's ceiling with whoever's coaching him is, I mean, (laughs) you saw Sean Payton, how many times he was furious at Jameis Winston for like not (laughs) making the play. That was an easy play to make. Like Jameis Winston is like twice the quarterback that, Geno Smith is and Geno Smith actually outplayed Jameis Winston in this game believe it or not like at least from a a passing numbers perspective so all of it came on that Metcalf play what was well but look at all of Jameis Winston's were screen passes to Alvin Kamara like yeah listen they they brought he didn't do anything they brought Drew Brees onto the Manning show in the fourth quarter (laughs) the first question they asked them is this the same offense and he sunk in his chair and he said they're running the same plays and then got really quiet Yes. It was like, did you hear it? The first thing they asked is, is this the same offense they're running when you were there? Yeah. And I think Drew Brees misunderstood the question because he was like, he sunk. Well, it's the same plays. Yeah. But I was like, oh, damn. Like, Like, you're not supposed to say that. (laughs) But no, like, look, look, everyone's shit all over Pete. That's fine. I mean, whatever. This era is over. However you want to talk about it, whoever you want to point the finger at, it's over. Like that's that I've been on that for a while now. I will say in Pete's defense, we've been saying, Hey, get the defense to play. You're a defensive coach. Your defense is the worst defense. You're giving up 450 yards a game. And they do seem like they've gotten better there. Is that like something to be like, hey, yeah, like Pete deserves a lot of credit. No, but I do think we have to acknowledge that was something we were hammering him on. And rightly so, that part of the team has made a pretty big jump. Um, you know, yes, we can say that the, the Steelers suck and we can say that the, the Saints suck, but they, they didn't suck this bad. And they, they played other defenses and other teams and didn't play as bad as, badly as they did against the Seahawks. So you know, there is even there's even a little bit of pass pressure tonight from the Seahawks defense, which we haven't seen. Um, I think the defense is still quite a bit of fool's gold at this point, though. Sure, and no, I'm not like saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's 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 not just a quarter or two quarters. They this was a pretty complete game. I think they played pretty well against the Steelers, and they even played half like one of the best halves of defense against the Rams that the Rams have seen so far this year. Those are the last three games, so it's better. So we have we have an angry trying to find positive guys. Sorry. (laughs) Well, we have uh, this is crazy. So you're trying to find the positive, but we have a very angry Dana in our our group chat right now asking why Shane Waldron isn't getting any ire. I just said that I think he's been terrible this year, Uh, but we should maybe spend more time on that. 
Um, yeah, that's, that's a good question. He he really deserves it at this point. And I mean, it's hard because there's the whole specter of Pete and what does that mean for an offensive coordinator? And Gino is terrible as we've talked a lot, but like I, I would trade him in a heartbeat for shoddy right now, because at least I feel like they've taken, and this is, so this is maybe not the ire for Waldron that he deserves, but like, it does feel like they took somebody from one type of offense and is asking him to call another type of offense. Like at least shoddy, like grew up like he came up under like rex ryan and stuff like he he knew the score and he i think he understood how to you know for whatever sequencing and all that is worth i think he understood that waldron doesn't feel seem to get that at all and uh uh so i mean waldron's been really disappointing to me he he hasn't affected a he well you know with the short time he had with Russ he didn't make a super meaningful change there Russ did more over the intermediate middle but it wasn't like a revelation or anything and now with Gino like I mean it's it's obviously terrible but it also just doesn't feel like it feels disjointed all the time yeah but here's the thing like with Waldron so Waldron I think what I, the pattern I've seen with Pete in this case, at least my interpretation is he has given the offensive coordinators some, some room. Like, I don't think it was Pete's idea to throw 75% of the times on early down or whatever it was last season to come out when the Seahawks came out on fire. Like, I don't think that was probably Pete's idea. I think that was shoddy and let that go for a while. Right. And let it do what it was. I think in this season, Waldron came out. I think Waldron had a lot of say in what was going on and they would have a good half of football and then they do nothing and nothing and nothing and nothing and nothing. And then the team starts losing and losing and losing. And that's when Pete seems to get involved and he's not an offensive coach and he doesn't know what he's doing and he makes, you know, this predictable shitty stuff. So I think Waldron does deserve like blame for not being ready. Like he's, he wasn't, he'd never called a play before this year, like other than like high school football or whatever. So yeah, I don't think the guy's ready. And, and uh, part of my thing that I got so much shit about before is like, he just didn't strike me as a guy that was like a leader. Um, And people that are not leaders get led by others. And I think Pete has, has been, I think shoddy was far more of a leader than, than Waldron probably is um, to your point. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think you're both right on that because I think with Waldron, like, I don't think it's Shane Waldron's identity to run the ball six times in a row coming out of halftime. Like, I think we know, I think that third quarter last week sort of broke Pete's brain and got him back into, this is how we want to play when, it hasn't been repeatable all year. Their offensive line is not built to play like that, especially without Damian Lewis. Jamarco Jones was also pretty terrible tonight. He was awful. But yeah, it's just, the, uh, Brian, I think you mentioned this in your write-up this week. The biggest knock I would have on Waldron right now is the offense has had no identity all year. They have no, what are, what can they hang their hat on? There's no, they're not a good running team. They're not a good pass team. They were hitting the deep plays early in the year, but you take Russell out. And like I predicted on our shows, like, Tyler Lockett is now completely ineffective. But like Waldron, the whole thing that excited all of us was that first game, how many repeatable throws there were. Like Will Disley in the flat, Gerald Everett. You see when Gerald Everett gets the ball, he's very good in space. 
but they just make it like tonight. DK Metcalf scores on a 90 yard to 80 yard touchdown and he doesn't get a target for like two and a half quarters. And there has to be like, I know Gino's a quarterback, but there just has to be a way to get the ball to your best players. And you watch what they do with Kamara. They don't have any real options at receiver right now with a Michael Thomas, but they target the hell out of Alvin Kamara. And that should be the offense. They should be doing stuff like this for DK and even Lockett. Lockett, what do you have? Did he even have a catch tonight? I can't. He did. I don't remember it. Yeah. Like, he had two catches for 12 yards. Yeah. Like he's now, this, this guy's making like 16 million a year. Like they can't get the ball in his hands. It's very frustrating. Jeff, come on, dude. There's no way they should be spending time getting the ball to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf when they can give the ball to Rashad Penny six times for nine oh yards. Oh my God. He was bad tonight. He, I mean, that's first round pick talent, and you've he, got to find a way to feed him the ball. Didn't he immediately fall down on taking a handoff? Oh, yeah. He, he ran every thing direction thing. except for toward the, the, the Saints goal line. He tried to do that thing like he did his rookie year where he would go all the way across the field and <laughs> like immediately tripped up and like flipped and looked like he got hurt immediately. We used oh. to joke about him being a quarter because he uh, was into the Big Mac diet, but I think uh, he is earning the, the penny, uh, the title now. He is, he's not worth what, much more than that given what we've seen so far and you got the impression early on that they really thought they were excited to have him back they were like first half they were trying to really Nathan, you're gonna like this quote oh boy from Pete carroll i've been here a long time and if we didn't have russell i probably wouldn't have been here a long time that's uh i don't like that so so this is what i was just gonna say i feel like this team isn't fun to make fun of I know it's not, it's not fun to laugh at Trey Flowers when he gets cut. It's not fun to like say that Geno Smith sucks. Yeah, I want been... Geno Smith to be good so bad. Like I, you can just tell it just kills him. And you know, it's not fun. It's not even fun anymore to shit on Rashad Penny because that dude has fought through so many injuries just to get back on oh, the boy. field. Like, and so, yeah, I mean, never should have been drafted first and it isn't a good running back, but like, I, you know, I mean, I don't want him to come out there and suck after he's worked for weeks to get back out there and stuff. Like, oh boy. yeah, did you hear about the Marcus? Well, let's talk about the Marquis Blair. Yeah, that's what I was... he has a significant knee injury, he has a patella tendon injury. So, uh, Marquis Blair is out likely for the rest of the year. Can he borrow some of Will Disley's patella tendons? Tendons because he doesn't seem to need him. That dude just bounces right back. Yeah, true. But like, and with like Pete, like Pete's like that comment from Pete is heartbreaking. Like Pete talking about getting fired. Pete is pumped and jacked and never sad and always excited and always the positive. And like for him to make that comment to me just hits really wrong. And it's just really sad. I just think it's a horrible thing to say to Gino. <laughs> well, I mean, really, the, I mean, the, well, the interpretation that of that quote. I know what everyone's first impression is, but really, you take a second look at it. He's basically saying, "Yeah, I can't win with this fucker." Like that's what he's okay, saying. But, yeah. Okay, but okay, but <laughs> that's There's what he's a lot saying. Of people are gonna be. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, Mark Ro- Mark Rogers is sitting there with that quote right now. I mean, oh, that man. feels like a dude that's half out the door, though. I mean, that just is a really weird that that. That is, I've never, I don't know. I don't, I don't think no, there's I, many times I've ever heard Pete sound like not confident in himself. I, I think you nailed that. I think your first reaction was, that sounds like a broken man. Yeah. 
And I, we've talked about it all year. He hasn't seemed like himself all year. Ever since see- Cody Barton hit him with that football. Yeah. <laughs> Cody Barton ruined Pete Carroll. There's that image of him at the halftime of the Titans game where he's like jumping around. They're up 24-9. Yeah. So this might, like, yeah. Like I saw Dana said that she thinks he, this might be more signs he could be leaving after the year in terms of like a retirement. But yeah, that you're right. That is very uncharacteristic. Well, and, you know, everyone talking about Pete, Pete's got to go. Pete's, we talked about this on the show. The likelihood that the front office is going to fire him after extending him last year, it's not likely, folks. Like, it's just not. That doesn't happen very often. There's not a lot of owners that want to pay coaches to not coach them or players to not play for them, especially a new owner. You know, I, I think that's not like, I think if you want Pete Carroll to go, it's got to be Pete going. And so if you're, if, if you're on that boat, then this is potentially like a potentially good indicator that he might be ready to hang it up or go back. I could see him going back to college where there's the kids playing not for the money. Well, I guess now they are playing for the money or whatever, but you know, like I could see him looking for a way to be rejuvenated. And I don't think that rebuilding in Seattle is what's going to be energizing to him. I don't see him getting excited about that challenge. Boy, I think it's going to be even worse for him in college though. Like the the, the NFL game, there, there are some, (sighs) this is going to sound like really like an overreaction or something, but like the NFL game is, is not so slowly passing him by. I feel like there's, a lot of stuff that he's just not right about like force downs and other things. Um, and the college game is ahead of the NFL in that way they're doing now. Pete is going to go in and be jacked and pumped and recruits living rooms and get all the best players. So, you know, who knows how much it really matters, but like from a scheme and all that stuff, you know, I, I really think that the college game is actually a lot farther ahead than the NFL game. And, so that that disparity is going to be even worse for him in college. And if he's, I mean, we'll see. I, I won't count Pete out. I'll never count Pete out. I mean, for all I'll say about Pete, like the dude has like made me look dumb for a lot of years now because I've been saying this is coming for a long time. It's finally here. But I said it the last like four years too. So I'll never count him out. But I would be surprised if he went back to college and really rejuvenated himself. How, how, he's 70, right? I mean, like how... <laughs> <laughs> the hard thing about college is not only you talk about the game in, but the whole thing is recruiting. That's the whole business. Pete got USC to number one in the country because they had way better players than everyone else. So that takes a ton. Of, it's not like the draft where you can have your scouts and coaches. You gotta be a you gotta be flying across the country, and you you gotta be you gotta have your eyes everywhere in the country. That's what USC was such a good thing for him because he could have nine first round picks on his team and you can play this style, but they were just better than everyone else in pac 12. Like a bad year for Pete was 11 and two or 12 and one. That was a bad year for him. So yeah. it's just such a different game. I, I yeah, I, I see it a little differently, but it doesn't really matter. I, yeah. The point being, I, I don't see Pete going and coaching another NFL team. No, I no. don't know that I see Pete just retiring on a down year either. How would you and feel so about him? College is to me the most likely place. If you're cheering for him to go someplace, I think that's the most likely place that could lure him back. How would you feel about him just being the EVP? 
of football. Oh, I, I think that's awful. Like, I mean, I think he's the things that Pete does well are not things that I think translate to that role. Um, and yeah. so I, I, I think like, you need somebody that's got a vision for what this is going to be in order for this team to come about. I don't think you need someone that Pete's picking. I think you need someone who's the new head of football operation. Yeah. And it reminds me, remember when Holmgren went to the Browns and he tried doing that job and he just couldn't sit still and he was micromanaging everyone. I think he was out of it a year and a half. I just can't see Pete given the autonomy. I think he would be a crazy micromanager that couldn't sit still. He'd be putting all his guys in charge. I don't know if the drafts would look any different. I would be, I don't know if that's a solution. I see what you're saying. Like we see his game management issues and we see the things he is good at. I don't know. I, I would not be excited about that. I think it would just be more of the same, maybe even worse. I mean, the guy is 70. So like, I don't yeah. know if he's thinking this way, but like stepping back into only an EVP position, like might be a way to transition himself out of football. Um I mean, I think that would be a, like an easier thing for him than trying to go be the head coach at like, God forbid he takes that USC job again. I, I just, that feels like a disaster waiting to happen, but you know, something like that. Uh, I don't know. I, I, and I agree. Like, I obviously I don't believe in Pete's vision for this team, but he's a football guy. I think he knows football players. Like, I think he could be valuable in that role still if he could, turn it over and avoid like you're saying the micromanaging if he's down there trying to tell the new the new coach that hey you got to run the ball some more yeah. you got that alex collins hey you got to get that rashad penny we drafted him in the first round you gotta get him some carries then it's just a disaster obviously yeah and we're gonna name ken norton the head coach and uh, god <laughs> okay all right yeah i'm out Nate i'm Carroll out <laughs> offensive coordinator uh, uh okay i'm out <laughs> never mind forget it yeah that was a bad idea so i gotta ask you guys a question a random one here um would you rather see Geno Smith at quarterback next game or Jacob Eason or Jake Luton or whatever the hell that guy's name is? Cool. Yeah, give me Jason, Jacob Eason. I mean, I have zero hope for him, but at least he's like six years oh younger. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Here it comes. Oh, boy. Hey, guys. What's up? Perfect sweatshirt, dude. Perfect sweatshirt. I know. Yeah, Evan. Evan, a truly undefeated night for you. That was bad. Dude, <laughs> I can't believe you're showing your face, you fucking Jason Myers fan. Jesus Christ, dude. Rashad Penny, Marquise Blair, Any anything else you want to offer us tonight? I was talking to a buddy, actually. So, obviously, Jason Myers played like garbage tonight. That, you know, is self-explanatory. But um, I was actually really disappointed with Marquise Blair tonight. Um, he's a guy we've had a lot of, I think, hope for reasonable expectations for, and that dude was a second round pick, right? Like he has done nothing. He's been really disappointing. It's just, it's the cherry on top to a, a disastrous season. So we well, were really throwing we around a lot all of a sudden, huh? Were you guys not excited about Marquise Blair? <laughs> <laughs> there were degrees of excitement. One of us tipped the scales a little more than the others. I don't have a Marquise Blair jersey. I do have a Rashad Penny jersey. But um, I don't mean to interrupt your conversation. Please continue. 
Oh, we're going to interrupt and totally hammer on you for a while. I'm glad you- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the punish zone. No, I mean, I was listening to you guys and I was like, why the fuck am I not just jumping yeah. on and talking with you guys? So who do you want to be quarterback next, next uh, week? Do you want Jacob Eason? Do you want Gino Smith or you want someone? I think it's Jake Luton. <laughs> First of all, they should not bring in Cam Newton. I I don't. No, screw that. No, yeah, but I, but I've been seeing some Twitter fucking talk about that in the past thirty minutes, and I just want to shut that shit down real quick. Why? Say, Why? Why wouldn't they at least try? What do you have to lose? You're comfortable with a player who took two years to figure out that a va- safe and effective vaccine was worthy of him getting? I don't care. I mean, he got it, so let's go. Like He's so what's the fucking difference? bad. Nathan, he's so fucking bad. Do no. you remember what he looked like with the Patriots? Yes, better than Gino does right uh, now. I am not convinced of that. I am not convinced of that at all. All right. We're pulling up some stats here, buddy. Pull up some fucking We're going stats to PFR right now. Because Cam looked like trash the last time he was a starter. I'm not. Okay. What are you going to bring him back for? A single game, Nathan? A okay, single actually, game? Well, the that's, about, the, that's the second question. What about Russell? So, so why are you re- rushing Russell back? Guys, if, I, I think I think you put Russell on ice and let him make sure he is 100% healthy because – Thank you. What, what's thank the point you, of rushing Brian. him back? This season is lost. You do not rush Russell in hopes that he's returning next year and, you know, he's with the Seahawks what for a few more years. What about for our sanity? Dude, how about, fuck how about our we, sanity at this? What point? about for our non-refundable plane tickets to Madison, Wisconsin? Hey, Brian, go or oh, Nathan, God. go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what well, you're gonna have fun there anyway? Green Bay. No, I'm, I'm not going there for. No, I'm going regardless. I want to go to Lambo. That's like the point of it. Yeah. Um, I, I think that they should trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> All Could you chaos. imagine the chaos? Um, I, think, I think it would break down. We will give you LJ Collier, Rashad Penny, and Dino Smith, and Kyle Fuller. That's two first-round picks and a starting center for Jimmy Garoppolo. So you know, you threw out some some trade uh, ideas last week, and I'm getting a lot of shit for the Jason Fields one now at this point. But- Jason Fields. Justin Fields, yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, but you know there yeah, was one that we were high on him. I was like, he's good, but I don't know if he's like. Clearly I still really good. like him. I mean, in well, terms yeah, of the he's... young quarterbacks out there, but what were you gonna say, Jeff? No, well, I just think that that team is really disjointed. Um, yeah, yeah, but Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields were the guys we were considering. They both look like absolute shit. So. But the one that you didn't throw out was yeah. Trey Lance. Oh God, because I think he's awful. He's so we, bad. And they don't have first round picks to offer, do they? Can we get Kyle Shanahan? Oh, they probably do don't. Want him? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, the one that I didn't throw out, Nathan, that I meant to is um, Belichick. Would he trade Mac Jones and two first for Russell? Oh, I thought you meant four Bel- Belichick. I don't think so. I don't think he would. Uh, Mac Jones. Like, I don't know. He loves Russell. Russell's great. But yeah, I don't know. I would do that trade. You Would you do that trade? Yeah, I think Mac's very good. Really? Yeah. Those picks aren't going to be worth nothing, though, if you give Belichick. That, that's the only problem. probably not. I mean, but you get your quarterback. Yeah, um, I, that feels like kind of a jump. I don't know. No, so you're, you're a no on that. I don't think New England would do that. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't it, yeah. I don't think New England would do it either. But like, I'm not. I think Mac Jones looks good, but I don't think he's like a solid. Okay. Let's pull it back. Yet. Let's pull it back. 
Uh, do we want to talk about how Seattle makes the playoffs at this point? No, no, actually, I no. Anybody who's talking about that can fuck off. Like, no, go to a different show. We're not gonna, we're not gonna blow smoke up your fucking asses. They're not making the playoffs. They're not. Brian, I've been wanting you to say that for so long. (laughs) I I just want. I've just been waiting for Brian to say, "Fuck off." We're not gonna blow smoke up up your asses. No, like. I've been waiting no, for this the rest of this season is about hoping that the Rams and Cardinals fall on their faces. That's the whole point of the rest. But if of that season. happens, then the the path to the playoffs is still there for Seattle. <laughs> I, I will not. No, but I like honestly, not obtain saying, hope. No, see, Nathan, look at this. They're the here. We're here. As long as we just keep doing this, <laughs> we're never going to catch up. Like it doesn't matter how far. I, I don't know if the Seahawks are going to win the the six games that or the seven games that, that Arizona already has. Oh yeah, does anyone does anyone assume that they're beating Jacksonville? I think Jacksonville has twice as good of a quarterback going into that game. As if they lose, if Pete Carroll loses to Urban Meyer, it's, it's I, I think they're going to lose. It's over. I'm going to hang over. myself. It's, it's Vince. It's Their over. quarterback it's is so over. Much yeah, they lost to Ben and Jameis. I think Lawrence is. I think they're going to win. Brian, do you think they're going to beat the Jags? I haven't looked at the team closely enough, so I can't say for sure. But I, I assume, I've assumed the Seahawks are going to lose every game for the last few weeks. Even when Russell was playing, I assumed they were going to lose to the the Rams. Hold they will go on both those games with Russell. Is it is it in Jacksonville or is it in Seattle? It's home. It's it's in Seattle, which okay. is actually really bad news. I mean, the Seahawks can't win at home. Can't win on the road either, can they? I don't know. Did you guys discuss that P. Carroll quote already? Yeah. Yes. What? What? You know. What was your read? He finally admits it. <laughs> okay, but seriously, if is there actually additional context to that that well, I should be aware of, or is it? Just I thought funny? Nathan would have the same reaction as you, so I teed it up, thinking that putting this on a silver platter. No, he seems sad. I just made Jeff feel bad for teeing it up like that. He's yeah. <laughs> just like, okay, 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 okay. I was let me so give happy my, with myself. Let me give my actual serious take. And I think Brian will probably agree with me on this. And apologies if one of you said this, but it's kind of weird for him to say that. Like, he should not be saying that. Like, it, the optics of that are not good. Even if he believes it, even if it's true, you don't say that. So do you think, like, he's just, like, beaten down? Or is he just, like, telling us how much... Gino I, sucks. Like I'd have to, I'd have to listen to or or watch the video to, yeah. Like if he was smirking or laughing or I, I don't know. I feel like there's a, potentially some social cues there that would be helpful. I don't know. Yeah, Brian, what would you trade right now for Gardner Minshew? You know Smith. You think no. you could do like a digs for <laughs> Minshew, like a- that they would say yes to. <laughs> Who's, who does he play for now? He's played for Philly. Yeah, they they, tr- they traded Flacco away to clear path for him to take over for Jalen Hurts. Uh, oh, is that happening? Is he gonna? Yeah, there's rumblings that he might take uh, over for Hurts. It was pretty much announced today that he's going to be starting. Oh, well then yeah. he's going to be a lot spendier than I thought he'd be. Yeah, that's probably what I was thinking. Like I don't know that. I how about for Jalen Hurts? I would trade for Jalen Hurts. Russ and. Oh, I mean, no, 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 <laughs> no, I'm, no I'm not saying I'm trade for Jalen Hurst to be the guy, but like for this season, if like he's going to be going on the bench and he's like a persona non grata in Philly, certainly rather watch Jalen Hurst and Geno Smith. That's what I'll, all I was saying. Yeah, and, just any average quarterback 
would have been much they would have won that game tonight and just would have been much more enjoyable experience well there's just logic to actually having a younger quarterback in there that has some potential like even if he's terrible you need 10 times worse than geno smith at least there's a chance you could find something but with geno even if he plays well he's like 75 years old he's not going to be anything for you so like you know, yeah, I, I'm all aboard. Like, I'm not into Luton. I want to see Jacob Eason. I think he's going to suck. But whatever. He was a fourth-round pick, like, a year or two ago, whatever it was. Like, let's Eason give it a was, shot. Was he higher than a fourth round? I think he was a fourth-round pick. I'll, I think I'll, he was supposed to be, like, a second-rounder and slipped. Oh, okay. Well, and so, you know, it's interesting. Like, uh, with if you could trade for fourth Jalen round. Hurts, if you could oh, trade. Yeah. What's that? Fourth round of the 2000s. Okay. Yeah. If you could trade for Hertz for like a third or a fourth round pick, which I think a lot of people, a lot of Seahawks fans would initially not like, yeah. but there is some value to having a Hertz type player on the team as mm-hmm. leverage, I think, in a future Russell Wilson Wilson negotiation, like trade negotiation. Like, let's say this gets really ugly with Russ and he's like, I'm going to hold out. If you have geno smith again next year teams are going to call your bluff if you have jalen hurts and you're like we're just going to roll with jalen until russ decides to come back there's actually potentially you could recoup more than like a fourth round pick in the value that that gives you in that negotiation because teams are going to have to actually respect that like yeah they might really just roll with jalen i just wonder if russ is gonna come back at all <laughs> you think he's gonna retire I, no, <laughs> no 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 i just like i think he's gonna be like guys i'm ready to go play somewhere else I think yeah but i'm should. saying like i don't guys, think he's that way hi guys yeah russell is returning for the packers game no doubt yeah like i, I he's think a fucking he lunatic he's nah, fucking I lunatic i don't know have you seen Dude. him on the sideline though but i don't think it's killing him i think it's killing him he can't it, play he's a lunatic bro yeah i i think he should do that i think he should sit out there's a conversation about whether what he should do, but I think he just loves the game of football. And yeah, I, don't think I think he's, he's going to miss it. He's, I think he's a maniac. And, and that has downsides to it, to be very clear. That but. is, I mean, that to me is the most fireable offense that you could have as a coach and a GM. Wait, see, tell me I more about out that. Daryl Taylor this week. He had no physical issues whatsoever, but they wanted to be careful with him. They've been really careful with D. Eskridge, who has a brain injury. Like those guys love him. Like, you know, young, I'm coming, hopefully. They are like one one hundredth of as valuable as your franchise quarterback. Even if you even if your team trade Russ, which is a small percentage of people that are on that, the last thing you want to do is have Russ come back and get hurt and like have like either be not useful for you or not valuable in a trade. Like there is nothing to gain from him coming back. You tell him, I don't care if you're healthy. You're going to take another two weeks at least. Like, do not let him come back and play in Green Bay. That would be. I agree with you. If I'm like, if I'm uh, Jody Allen, that to me is like, I will fire you if you play him. Honestly. I mean, are they beating the Packers with him? I don't care. <laughs> I don't the thing, care. If they do, it's almost irrelevant. Yeah. Do you think that Jody Allen would do that? Or is that just what you would do if you were the owner? No, that's what I would do. Okay. I, I I doubt she would. But, I mean, that to me, that is a massive fireable offense to risk. Like, that's – oh, yeah, it's just horrible. Horrible. Especially if you're a guy that gets sacked, like, six times a game playing behind Kyle Fuller. Like, what are you talking about? 
All right. Since you brought up Kyle Fuller and D. Eskridge, I have a I have a hot take. Uh, if anyone Ooh. wants to hear it, I want to no, hear it. No, we do. Okay. Well, Evan said yes, so he's the boss. <laughs> um, <laughs> Evan Hawkblogger is the boss. Uh, so Brian, you said that the Seahawks one hundred percent win this game if they draft Creed Humphrey, mm. right? Mm-hmm. You, do you believe that? I do. Still okay. I think they one hundred percent win this game if D. Eskridge is healthy. 100 percent 100 percent what it's held if my brain's exploding how do you get d eskridge would have been is the perfect player for gino because he does not need to throw the ball down the field to leverage d eskridge like uh gerald everett picked up 11 yards on an end around imagine if they had d eskridge back there to do a couple of those plays to take a couple dump offs and run with the ball i think that eskridge could have had a really huge impact on this game and maybe the Steelers game just based on the little bit that we saw with him in the ball with the ball with the ball in his hands in the Colts game I think he could be dynamic for this team and could be a big difference maker I agree with all the things you said other than that equals a hundred percent chance they would have won this game it's a three-point game so I feel comfortable hundred percent like Kyle Fuller missed Every block tonight. Like, I don't think he blocked anybody on any play. At he had any an point. awesome tackle for loss on Alex Collins at one point. <laughs> yeah, he took him right out. Oh my god. He was he that was that could go down as one of the worst games we've ever seen from an, a Seahawks offensive lineman. Like Drew Nowak is somewhere like, dude, let me <laughs> tell you how the game's played. I'm just saying, like, you know, uh, they're at a point where they're having to use Eskridge, or not Eskridge, uh, Everett on end rounds. Like, they they had a dump off to Freddie Swain that made the, tie, the the linebacker just, like, spontaneously broke his ankles for no reason. <laughs> if, if this is Eskridge out there instead of these guys, I think these are going for big games. Oh, my God. Evan, do you have anything else to say? We've talked a lot, and you haven't had as much chance to say anything. Like, uh, people want to hear from you. Where, where's your head right now? This is pretty entertaining. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, this is pretty entertaining, guys. Oh, <laughs> From like a content perspective, uh, like this is I, pretty. This is pretty fun. That was like, yeah. Like that was an epic meltdown, even for Seahawks fans. Like it's it's just wild how absolutely disastrous this entire season has been, and and my mind can't really truly process it. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, so I'm just uh, I'm just along for the ride, guys. I'm just enjoying it. Tonight and, uh, wasn't entertaining, though. Tonight was just, like, painful. I, I thought it was kind of funny, to be honest. I thought, like, how they – you can find, like, how they imploded funny, but, like, the defense actually played okay. It was just, like – Well, it's just, so like, dull. I go into every single game, Jeff, and, and I go in with the expectation of, like, what is the most infuriating way that they okay. can lose this game? Yeah, first and, and 20 from uh, – Exactly, <laughs> and, and every opportunity, they come through and they provide it. So okay, you've proven me wrong. I just uh, – I, I just would recommend, like, I mean, everybody can fan how they want, but um, I have zero expectations for this team. I'm really looking forward to the off-season off conversation around this team, frankly. I think it's going to be really fascinating, but right now it's um, – scoop up some cheap Seahawks tickets. That's what yeah. I would say. If, if you, you know, Seahawks tickets have been so expensive for so long, you know, $400 to get, you know, upper bowl uh, historically in the past decade or so. If you haven't been able to financially swing that, go to a game. Seriously. I, th- I think you'll enjoy it. Russell will be back in a couple of weeks and, you know, 
maybe uh, my spot in the season ticket line will move up this off season. You know, you keep saying the off season is going to be fun. The off season started six quarters into this season. <laughs> like we've been in the off season for multiple weeks. <sighs> Not all of us bailed quite that soon, but yeah. I think so. Hey. Dana's really angry with us in the chat. She said we revel too much in our team struggling and that we're the opposite of fans, which I think is haters, Dana. Uh, but what makes this a little easier for me right now is it's just so bad. Like, you can't like the only thing to do is laugh at this point. I mean, it, this isn't like if this was happening with Russ out there, I would feel much more conflicted about it. Um, but I don't know, like it, you're rolling out Geno Smith and your offense is bad. Like uh, <laughs> even the internet is, is what it is. I, the just broke Nathan's internet. Yeah. Oh, Jeff's gonna oh go make God. an internet joke. Yes. Oh, yes, that's the highlight. Of oh the my night. God, Nathan, Nathan, what All the? Right, fuck? Oh my God, right. he's a Microsoft Goodbye. guy, like I'm close to a Logging off in shame. Good night, everybody. Cody Allen will be frustrated. <laughs> oh my God, wow, that, that might have been the high point of the Seahawks season. <laughs> he literally made Nathan log off. That's hilarious. I broke him. We actually uh, chose to. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. We're, <laughs> we're pretty close to the end here anyway. Um, yeah, so look, I'm certainly not reveling in the team losing. That is not how I describe it, but it no, is yeah, gallows humor. It's gallows humor because <sighs> this team, like if you believe in them, they're just going to gut you. That like, yeah. believe in them at your own risk. And I've watched this team for 40 years. I, I know I know the signs when I should be all in and when I should take a step back and give myself some emotional protection. This is not a year to invest emotionally in this team. It's just not. You're just going to get hurt. It's, it's worth, to me, looking at, as Jeff's been saying, what are, the, what are the guys, the young guys that are stepping up? We didn't get to talk about Trey Brown. I don't know if he played well or not. Um, you know, he didn't make any splash plays, but like that, we'll see Daryl Taylor come back next week. Uh, yeah, we're just looking for, for signs of progress. Um, but it's not about this season anymore. Um, at least for me. So that's not about being happy about them losing. It's just, a. I think there's a difference between that and just being realistic. Yeah. Um, and I thought Brian, I know you made this comparison and I don't know, Evan, if you were closely watching the Seahawks in this year, but. 2008 Seahawks were very similar to how this has gone mm -hmm. where you can see in 2006 and 2007, they were still getting by, but you can see like the roster had just gone slow and stale, made a lot of injuries. And they were playing that year with Seneca Wallace, who was probably a better version of Geno Smith. Mm -hmm. They actually had a lot of close games that were similar to this where like, you can see that like they're, they're fighting hard and they were trying sort of like the last two weeks, but they just didn't have it anymore. And I think the season is very similar to 2008 where that was Mike Holmgren's last year. This might be Pete Carroll's last year. And you just saw the tides turning with the roster and hopefully we don't have a 2009 season on deck, but there's, yeah, I'm looking at the schedule now. There's a lot of games that year like this where they played new England. It was like a three point loss and they played Washington. It was a three point loss. Miami was a two point loss and they fought hard and their defense played well, but 
that's what this season is. Like, let's just accept it for what it is. This is just a team going nowhere. They're not, they might play hard against new Orleans. Who's a pretty shitty team themselves and fall short. So I'm like you, I'm pretty much, I don't go into this game. This game sucked me in because the defense was okay. And I'm mad at myself for getting sucked in because of that ending was just so stupid. But yeah, like if you remember the 2008 Seahawks, that's where we are. So I was pretty drunk when it happened. So kind of am who, uh, who would jumped off sides for the field goal five yard thing? Al Woods. Motherfucker. Because Al Woods was probably our like third best player tonight, or like second. Uh, that was so deeply upsetting. Yeah, you know, I, I thought um I thought Jamal Adams looked okay tonight. Yeah, yeah, he was fine. He made, made a couple plays. plays. Yeah, he was very quiet, but he impact. He tipped a couple balls on blitzes. He was he broke up a playing coverage. He's still not making enough flash plays, but he was fine. I think we need to spend most of the, the show on Wednesday celebrating Carlos Dunlap registering a half a sack. Yeah. Um, he is officially on the board. Guys, that's seven games. It's kind of a bad contract. Are we ready to talk about that or? Uh, well, here's what we're, we are going to do Wednesday. And I know people are like, don't do the off season yet. I, I don't, I, I can't honor that. Like that is where my head is. I want to start thinking about what this team's going to do. The reason that matters to me is because I want to look at the roster and say like, who do I want to see playing and who do I want to see sitting? I don't want to know if I want to see Carlos Dunlap getting. The well, snack. the trade deadline is super close, right? right. So, so that's I reasonable. Don't, I don't see a lot of people interested in the players. What are you talking about? No, and on our fans, I don't see other teams training for players on this team. What are you talking about? LJ Collier is so young. He's okay, been in the NFL for such a short Seahawks, amount of time. The only reason the Seahawks aren't playing him is because they're, they're saving him. They don't want him Jeff, to get hurt. Jeff, LJ has only been in the, years, in the NFL for like two years. He's super young. Okay. Super high potential. <laughs> Maybe I'll be wrong. Super high you know, upside. Maybe I'll you know what would be like the ultimate awesome moment for this season is if LJ Collier eventually does get to play and goes for like 10 sacks. And like they sat him for the whole beginning part of the season. How much do they hate this guy? It's unbelievable. (laughs) Honestly, guys, I'm uh I don't want you guys to take this offensively, but I'm kind of I'm enjoying this Seahawks season with you guys. I really am. Like, like, like it's it's we've been on at least okay. Let me speak for myself. I've been on edge with this team for a long time. Yeah. For about five, six years. Um, you know, Russell Wilson's beginning older window has felt like it's been closing. There's been a lot of stress, like an anxiety with this team. Like personally, I'm speaking about myself here. Like, like with, when you have, you know, like a future Hall of Fame quarterback or whatever, like a really good quarterback, franchise quarterback, there's high expectations that come with that. And every year it's been like, how can we maximize you know, this opportunity that we have, which is super rare. And this year we've just completely fallen flat on our faces and it's kind of entertaining. So I'm not, I'm not celebrating that. I want to be clear, but I I just want to say like, I'm enjoying it with you guys. Like the conversation is it's good. It's different. And, and I just want you to know, I appreciate it. So I I agree with that. My stress levels this year during season. Oh, it's amazing. Are I like had times where like I get, I'm on it. I can barely watch. I know like Dana skips third quarters. Like I'm not like that at all. Like I sit back, like yeah. I feed her up. Like it's, I get annoyed by shit, but like, I'm not sweating, like worrying about third downs. Like they, that's been a, <laughs> a rare positive of the season. 
Well, you know, I had the Blazers game as an alternative viewing option tonight because they just destroyed the Suns um, recently. Uh, so I, I thought they'd be okay tonight. Uh, they're losing by 31 to an 0-2 Clippers team. So I don't have anywhere to turn for sports right now. Yeah. All I've got is you guys um, to help me through it. So I, I, uh, I'm with you, Evan. It, We've got to enjoy each other's company or this is, uh, this is all the worst. Personally, like I like, I like rebuilding moments. Like it is less stressful and it's about hope and about new opportunity. Yeah. I hate the reason I've been so quick to like be done with this season is because like, I hate this part. This is the part where the rest of the season is pretty much like wasted. If you try to, if you try to win, like, I I honestly think that. I think this season is so much better spent as an extended evaluation of young players on your roster. Mm-hmm. I would start doing what they did in 2010, start cutting guys at the end of your roster that are not performing. Like they said, get Cedric Abwehi, fine. Like get those guys out, bring in guys off the street. Mm-hmm. See what, the, like, that's what this season should be about. Like yeah, find, find a couple of, uh, of nuggets that you can count on for the future. That's, that's all it should be about. It's not about winning this year. No. It's really not. I it's said really like not. Trey Brown, if that's something great, like, yeah, it's about I identifying center from San Francisco. Like give him a start. Like, yeah, an absolutely great yeah. call. Jeff Dakota yeah. Shepley, right? Yeah. Like give him a start. I don't absolutely how fuller, fuller is Brandon Jackson. Like I said, before the year, it's that at this point, it's about identifying pieces you can bring into like Rasheed your foundation. Green, like I would trade him. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We're on the same page. We really are. Maybe Dwayne Brown even like. Yes. Like, give yes. Him a shot to go play somewhere like this team. Russell would be super. That excited. is actually <laughs> an amazing, amazing suggestion as a trade a pre-trade trade deadline move. Yeah. You'd uh, have to get something considerable for me to be supportive. But you might be able to like if like there's what? a contending team that I think you could potentially get like a second round pick for a left tackle Ooh. that for it for a contending team. Like if there's if a contending could... team that doesn't have a left tackle. If you uh, could I'm get a second, see if I could think of one, I would be supportive of that. I would do it for a third. Mm. I think I would too. I mean, I think he's, he's going to be worthless to you. Like he looks like he's really slowing down. Yeah. And he looks, he looks pissed. Like... and he looks so pissed. Yeah. yeah. Just like Jason Peters, like, like the guy that was like 75 years yeah, old. Yeah, Schneider might have got that evaluation right. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, let's wrap. Um, <laughs> sorry, I have to read what Nathan just shared in chat that Gino just said that considering the elements that uh, he thinks they moved the ball pretty well. <laughs> Doozy quotes coming out of this team. This is the content that Evan's talking about. <laughs> it's just like he loves this guys it's kind of funny let's it's, be honest it's it kind of funny, funny. The stuff funny. is funny He's... It, it's funny let's be honest i moved the ball pretty well. <laughs> guys let's be honest that pk <laughs> quote pretty funny let's oh, be honest I, I thought it would be and nathan yelled at me <laughs> nathan yelled at you no i'm kidding nathan no nathan got all sad I, he probably didn't hear you because his internet connection it's, is not as good as yours. Did not yell at me. Guys, that Pete Carroll quote is something I want to hear in my dreams, but not in reality. Uh, you you enjoyed it. You, you, you know, know what I mean, though. Like you, you don't want to hear him say that. Like you're saying, but I should you, quote what? it out and put it on a T-shirt. Yeah. 
Like you have oh a tattoo or something. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. All right, boys. Let's give it a wrap. Thank you, everybody. If you haven't already, please give the show a like. We just spent like an hour of our time walking through an incredibly painful game in an incredibly painful season. And we do it happily for you. So please go on here, give the show a like, uh, subscribe to the channel, click the little bell to get notified when we go live and please go to patreon.com slash hawkblogger. We gave away tickets to the game for free to a patron tonight. There will be more tickets to be given I'm away. sorry to that person. <laughs> I think they had a wonderful time. I hope they did. I think they had a wonderful time. So, so please, patreon.com slash hawkblogger. Get immediate access to the Slack channel. And we'll see you Wednesday. We got more shows coming up. It'll be fun. We will keep it real. And we will celebrate what we can. We'll commiserate what we need to.